You're listening to Mr. Suave at MrSuave.com. And tonight we have a really big show for you. HR Pop and Step. Push your friend when things get rough. HR Pop and Step. Can't do a little because you can't do enough. Then there's Jen, the middle one, who's really groovy. Would you believe ten security guards and a bloodhound? You are listening to Mr. Swab's Mod Mod World at MrSwab.com and on ModRadioUK.net. Interrupting all programs. It's a mad, mad world. For the benefit of the three people in the audience who don't know what it's all about, it's about the monkeys.
Davy, Mickey, Mike, and Peter. It's the monkeys! start recording them now? Why not? We gotta do the first one together, right? And the last. Let's take the last one? Take a slight break, and you're in with no philosophy. Two, three, four, eight. Okay. No philosophy. Jack, that's a lame idea. I want you to know that. Let's that take our own work. time. All right, let's do it from the top and go through the whole thing. Yeah, Start from the top. Go through the whole thing. One, two, three. Hey, hey, we are the monkeys. You know we love to please. A manufactured image with no philosophies. We hope you like our story, although there isn't one. That is to say, there's many. That way, there is more fun. You've told us you like action and games of many kinds. You like to dance, we like to sing. So let's all lose our minds. To mix it all together, pictures, sounds, and songs, and time and place and weather, and even rights and wrongs. We know it doesn't matter, because what you've come to see is what we'd love to give you. And give it one, two, three. But it may come three, two, one, two, or jump from nine to five. And when you see an end in sight, beginning may arrive. For those who look for meanings, inform as they do fact. We might tell you one thing, but then we'd only take it back. Not back like in a box back. Not back like in a race. Not back so we can keep it, but back in time and space. You say we're manufactured. To that we all agree. So make your choice and we'll rejoice in never being free. Hey, hey, we, we are, are the monkeys. monkeys. We've said it all before. The money's in. We're made of tin. We're here to give you more. Can I ask? I gotta ask questions because I don't. The monkeys. Yes. We, we personally, Brett, we don't have Brett, no, it's just It's like it's they're like, okay. They're trying to be you. And it gets No, they're not. You know, the thing is, they're not really trying to be us, but everybody keeps telling them they are. The thing is that uh, if, the, if the monkeys weren't around, there'd be no one to watch on TV. You know, and I want to watch TV. And I want to see a nice program, and their program is nice. better than most things on TV, you know. It's like watching you, isn't it? Well, yeah. That's I, well, that's nice. Right. That's okay. Oh, we haven't no, I like them, you know. I really do. They're nice. And, but they've got so worried now by, because everyone says to them, you know, well, you like the Beatles and uh, it's crummy, you know, and you, you don't play your own instruments. But so what? You know, that doesn't they're matter. Taking the they do, you know. yeah, they're taking the place of them. Yeah, they're great. They're great. Suave Manor at Suave Headquarters in West Seattle, here he comes, a man who likes to have a drink, between drinks, the mixologist of the Modcast, Mr. Suave. Top to bottom, it's all pre-fab four, baby. That's right, Modcast 518 is all about the monkeys. They were constructed, no doubt about that, but man, what a construction. Songs written for them by the greats, King and Goffin, Neil Diamond, Jeff Berry, Harry Nielsen, and of course, Boyce and Hart. R.E.M., Adam Schlesinger, and Elvis Costello have all said the Monkees were big influences on them. The Sex Pistols, Bad Manners, The Soup Dragons, tons more have all covered the band. Their instruments were played for them in the beginning, but later they proved their metal both musically and as songwriters. Davey, Mickey, Peter, and Mike, The Monkees. So, of course, since The Monkees were infamous for not playing instruments, 
Falls. They did pretty damn well, too. And they were infamous for not writing their own songs. Again, false. They wrote a ton of great songs. So naturally, I had to start with a clear cover from the band's second iteration in the late 80s. Three quarters of the band reunited for the Pulit album in 1987. Uh, just short of 20 years since they uh, had been first brought together. Pulit was the first Monkey studio album of new material since Changes in 1970, and the first Monkey's album to feature Peter Tork since the 1968 Head soundtrack, after which he bailed. Ned Smith declined to participate in the reunion, and it wasn't going to be for a long time later that they'd be all together again for a full reunion. Anyhow, that opening track was Whole Wide World, written in 1974 by Eric Goulding, Reckless Eric. It wasn't released until 1977, produced by Ian Drury and Nick Lowe, with Lowe himself helping out on the recording. Uh, Reckless Eric, of course, great power pop, edgy sort of guy. It's interesting that the Monkees would cover that song, I think, anyhow. Following that was a short piece from the Monkees movie Head from 68. That was Diego Diddy Warchant. What a ditty, right? Has the band itself satirizing and criticism that they got for being, you know, cast together in the prefab for, as I said. Uh, just interesting, you know, to hear them. You say we're manufactured to that, we all agree, so make your choice and we'll rejoice in never being free. Probably a reference to their wanting to be free to do their own stuff, write their own music, produce their own material, and so on, which was always a big sticking point with the label and the production cats up at the top of that uh, wanting the band to be sort of uh, manhandled for the TV show anyhow. It wasn't until the TV show was over that they really started to get some of that freedom. Uh, even so, they didn't feel like it really stuck uh, and head was the result of that. We'll talk more about that later. This modcast is a first in 16 years, I've never done a show focusing on just one band. The closest I ever came was back in 2020 when I did a whole modcast featuring bands that sounded a lot like the Style Council. You know, did songs in that sort of a, a vibe. Uh, modcast number 459 in the Style Of, it was called. But this one is different. This focuses on the monkeys. Uh, focuses on their music. And you get a few of their lesser known tracks along the way. As well as some of the members uh, solo material. And some interesting covers of monkey songs. And, and songs you know, that were clearly inspired by and sampled from the monkeys. So buckle up, baby. It's going to be quite a ride. You are tuned into Mr. Swab's Mod Mod World Modcast number 518, just monkeying around. So let's get to it. Let's go monkey around.
was covered in gravy stains She had a little green book and she had varicose veins I was tired, I was hungry, I was ready to snap She dropped the steaming gumbo right in my lap I was alone, otherwise I would have trashed the place But I was soothed by the music and her beautiful face The meat was chewy and the chicken was bland I'm not a pigeon, but she had me eaten out of her hand And I feel, and I feel, and I feel like a milkshake I never ordered a slice of life a la mode What I need is an earthquake I could hide in a crack in the road But I feel like a milkshake Feel like a milkshake She started sponging my pants, it really tickled She grabbed my plate and sank her teeth into my pickle She sat down on my lap and started picking my teeth She was as naked as a baby underneath We were lost in a dream on a bed of fluffy rice When I was grabbed by the chef, he had a grip like a vice He had gold medallions and a hairy chest I gave him back his wife, but he was still depressed And I, feel, and, I, and I feel like a milkshake I never ordered a slice of life I'll emote what I need is an earthquake I could hide in a crack in the road But I feel like a milkshake Feel like a milkshake I tipped heavy so they wouldn't think the Yankees were mean I saw the ground beef patty hit the coffee machine I could tell this gorilla was the moody kind I could have used a doggy bag, but I changed my mind One of these hungry days when my luck runs dry I'm gonna meet that great soda jerk in the sky He'll set the heavenly blender for the final frappe Wipe the fudge from his beard and then he'll probably say Do you, feel, do you feel like a milkshake at the end of your slice of life? I'll mold because we're the devil's food cake, but the man with the man never chose. So we'll both have a milkshake, both have a milkshake. That particular night changed my whole way of thinking around. If I hadn't have been on the Ed Sullivan show that night and wanted that reaction, as much as I did, that I wouldn't have taken part in the monkeys. If there hadn't have been a Beatles, there would never have been a monkeys. Okay, Davey, what say we make one, huh? <laughs> What you've done to me Me And my whole world Girl You've brought the sun to me With your smile You did it, girl I'm telling you, girl Something unknown to me 
makes you what you are And what you are is all I could ask for me And it's good to feel that way, girl Thank you, girl, for making the morning brighter, girl For making the nighttime nicer, girl For making a better world for me I'm telling you, girl Something unknown to me Makes you what you are And what you are is all that I want for me And it's good to feel that way, girl Thank you, girl, for making the morning brighter, girl For making the nighttime nicer, girl to any kind of an audience, not necessarily to a rock and roll audience, a, a, a grand funk railroad audience, or a, a, a Steppenwolf, or I have a, a, an audience that I cater to, and I'm aware of what the audience is. I don't try to reach out further than I'm able to. I'm, uh, I've got it pretty much together. I, uh, I have certain ideas of what my direction is going to be, and it's basically entertaining.
Was it a TV show? Was it a rock and roll group? I don't have any idea. I don't know. It was, it was neither, and it was a little of both. Welcome back to the Modcast, or should I say MonkeyCast? I am Mr. Suave. This is Modcast number 518, which means there's over 500 others you can choose to stream over at MrSuave.com. You can check that out. Also, check out the bonus videos, all related to the monkeys, of course, this time around. And uh, you can get the full track list and all that other good stuff over there at SuaveHQ, MrSuave.com. This one, though, is all monkeys up in the Modcast this time around. And maybe not entirely the monkeys you're familiar with. We all know the hits, the theme song, Last Train Clarksville, I'm a Believer, Stepping Stone, and so on. I didn't want to just do a Greatest Hits show. So, of those uh, iconic songs, the only one you're really going to hear, Stepping Stone. But boy, how are you going to hear it? Uh, Stick around for that. That is maybe the band's most covered song. I know uh, Last Train to Clarksville was covered a lot, but I think Stepping Stone is by far their most covered song. And I've got a ton of examples of those covers coming for you up in uh, just a little bit here on the Modcast. But first, let's take a look back at that opening set. That last track there was Steam Engine. Great bit of 60s beat music. It's not exactly bubblegummy, but it is pretty poppy for all that. Uh, Written by... Chip Douglas of the Turtles, who's also produced a lot of the Monkees' own originals on their later albums. Steam Engine was uh, recorded in 1969, but never released then. It's unclear if it was ever even played live prior to its finally being released in 1982. Uh, Douglas and the band wanted it on the Monkees' present, and then they wanted it on changes, but uh, continued fights with Screen Gems in Columbia kept that from happening. So, it was a song that for over a decade, people only knew it from the TV show. Speaking of which, you all know about the TV show. Some of us, well, not me, but some of you older folks from its original NBC evening run, 1966 to 68, where it won two Emmys for Outstanding Comedy Series, two years in a row. After that, with all the controversy over who played what on which albums, uh, and there was a lot of that, you know, you've heard that the Monkees never played any instruments. Well, they didn't play them on the first couple of albums. Anyhow, that was a big controversy at the time, and NBC dumped the show, maybe partly because of that, who knows, and CBS picked it up for reruns on Saturday mornings. Interestingly, uh, they had two albums then uh, after that happened that appeared during that time, Monkeys Present, and then Changes. Uh, a lot of the shows on those Saturday mornings were recut to include new songs from those albums in place of the old ones. And both uh, Mickey Dolenz and Davy Jones were tapped to introduce the shows and make comments about them, making it kind of almost an original new show, which was a rarity for reruns and a real rarity for you know stuff that was airing on a Saturday morning. But it actually uh, helped drive up viewership, and uh, they got good ratings for their Saturday morning show. That's where I discovered it as a wee one, uh, sometime between 1969 and 1974. 
when those were airing. And then later, it went into wider syndication. It was running, you know, that kind of thing where it's every afternoon and on weekends, depending on markets. Not unlike, you know, the Brady Bunch and the Munsters and, and other shows like that. In the late 80s, MTV took it on, and the show and the band, because of that, had a huge resurgence in popularity. Anyhow, that's all that just because I was talking about Steam Engine, that last song, which originally was only known from the TV show. Right before that, you heard the single off of the original band's final release, 1970's Changes, Oh My My. And that song is by far the best song from Changes. By that time, 1970, Dolans and Jones were all that was left of the original four. And uh, in a bit of a change from the past, the album only had one track from the band's most prolific contributors before that, Boyce and Hart. Tony Boyce and Bobby Hart. Instead, this one was largely written, as was Oh My My, by Jeff Barry, Andy Kim, and Bobby Bloom. And sadly, it shows. Uh, oh My My is an okay song. Uh, there's some other okay songs on there, but it was obvious at this time that the group had run out of steam. Oh My My barely squeaked. And I say squeaked into the top 100 singles chart. Uh, I think it maybe it was like 98 or 96. And the album didn't chart at all uh, until 1986 when Rhino Records re-released a bunch of stuff, started doing re-releases of the band's material. And that reached 152 on Billboard's Hot 200 album chart. Right ahead of that was a long title, Do I Have to Do This All Over Again? Written by Peter Tork for the Head soundtrack album. Head. Wow, man, what a cool movie, right? Hard to believe it bombed so miserably on its release. Uh, it was written by, of all people, Jack Nicholson and his pal Bill Raffleson one of the original creators of the original Monkees TV show. It was poorly received, to say the least. Actually, uh, you know, when it was released, I think it was more fair to say it was under-released since there was little or no promotion of the film. Now, though, it has a huge cold following, and uh, music critics these days are saying things about it being some of the group's best work, some of their top songs and musical contributions, and... So it's getting the recognition it probably should have always got, but was maybe a, a victim of various other things going on with the monkeys at the time. Is it cynical? Maybe. Satirical, certainly. I mean, at the top of the show I played that Diego Diddy, um, which the band and Nicholson and others really rip into the legacy of the group and the music industry at the time. Before that was a few different solo things done by some of the guys. That was Davy Jones doing the theme song to the wildly controversial early 2000 web cartoon series, Mr. Wong. The show was uh, conceived and written by some South Park writers and distributed by National Lampoon. cartoon is, uh, shall we say, pretty edgy. Lots of jokes about racism and stereotypes and so on. In much the same way as South Park is, so maybe that's not a big surprise. I think it was obviously a conscious choice to get the squeaky clean, sunny, bubblegum, innocent Davy Jones to sing the theme to such an edgy song, or show as the case may be. Right before that, case end point, Davy's famous appearance on the Brady Bunch in 1972. Uh, the episode became wildly popular and undoubtedly contributed to Jones being able to keep touring for many years. It was his eighth 
single release as a solo artist. Not his most popular. That was Rainy Jane. But still, this one, probably because of the Brady Bunch, uh, did reach 52 on the Billboard Hot 100. And then definitely later with the arrival of the Brady Bunch movie in the 90s and the inclusion of Jones's scene, the song is revamped there with a bit more of a grungy vibe done for laughs. Definitely gave the song and Davey yet another boost. So those are a couple of Davey's solo efforts. I don't really have anything from Mike, though. In many ways, he's probably the most prolific with his first national band. But it was just too country music for me. I never never got into his stuff. Likewise, most of Peter's stuff was a bit too folksy for me. Or sometimes too honky-tonk. Uh, however, I did play one Torque song there that is pretty wild. Peter Torque and James Lee Stanley is the two-man band doing Milkshake from 1994. And then way up top, kicking it all off, there was a really cool solo piece from Mickey called Piston Power, inspired by the Monkey Mobile, sort of. In uh, 1998, Dolan's released a CD of demos and rarities that uh, featured well, unreleased tracks that he'd written, dating back to the, the show's era, back to 1967-68, uh, he had a lot of material that just didn't make it into albums, and then I uh, was actively doing stuff on his own that just didn't get put out for a while. And then there was this Private Press CD, originally only available via mail order, never ever had a wide distribution, it's called Demacell. Uh, then 7A Records re-released it on CD and vinyl in 2015. A few of the songs ended up on the band's other reunion releases, like Justice in 1996, but not Piston Power. The Monkey Mobile, arguably one of the two greatest cars ever in TV or movies, the other of course being the Batmobile, but the Monkey Mobile, I mean, how cool and iconic was that? A custom-built Pontiac GTO, there were a couple built, well, two custom-built, one for the show and one for promotion, and that one toured the band all over the world. Uh, until 1968 when it was abandoned in Australia, maybe too expensive to ship it home, who knows. Uh, but just imagine, the monkeys tour the world, Europe, South America, Asia, Australia, and that freaking car went with them. Anyhow, it was ditched in Australia uh, right when the TV show was canceled, so that might have been part of it too. Maybe people figured it just wasn't going to be used anymore. Anyhow, time goes on, and apparently no one knows how, but it ended up as a hotel courtesy shuttle in Puerto Rico. <laughs> Can you imagine going to the hotel and riding around in the monkey mobile? That one was eventually sold when the hotel went bankrupt for five grand. But the other one was allegedly sold for upwards of $400,000 to a car collector. Piston power indeed. Alright, as usual, as I mentioned, get the whole track list over at mrsuave.com. All these tracks and more listed there. The more? Well, that's what's to come. Some, uh, quote-unquote covers, some songs inspired by and or sampling the monkeys, sort of all the things that they made possible. A shout-out from Ice Cube. Say what? A rap song? Actually, two or three. Did you know that? Yep. Uh, the monkeys had quite the influence. And also, still got the most covered monkey song ever coming up, and I've got lots of examples of that for you. So stay tuned. Meantime, don't be stranger. Let me know what you think of the show over at mrswab.com. Don't 
forget to spell out the mister. And of course, find me on all of those uh, social media outlets, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. But not TikTok. Never TikTok. Let's dance on. See if this one makes you feel like a natural woman.
I figured we could become the world's first throw-up band. You know, hey, hey, we're the monkeys. People say we blah. <laughs> interpreting familiar songs in unusual ways. Here she is with Last Train to Clarksville, Cassandra Wilson. And I'll meet you at the station 
telling you that was the most bizarre thing that we ever did. After Peter left the group, Mike and, and, and Davey and I decided we would continue on, you know, as the monkeys. And at the time, we were all, especially Mike and I, were into R&B. Uh, a lot of big R&B around in the early 70s and stuff, you know, Otis Redding and that kind of thing. So somewhere, somebody, probably me or, or Mike and I, came up with this idea that we'll get a backup band, but instead of getting just a normal backup band, let's get an R&B backup band. They can also open the show, do some Otis Redding and some Aretha Franklin. And we were really into it. And 
So we got this band called Sam and the Good Timers. We found them down here in Hollywood, and they were all ready for it. They loved it. They were having a great time. And Davey and uh, Mike and I would get out in front, and it was like Three Dog Monkey or something. We stood in front of this black, all black, real hot rhythm and blues band, right? And it was great, except that all the tunes, start, of course, since they're playing them all, the tunes started having a little bit of an R&B feel, like we'd be doing, take the last train to Coxville, I got to meet you at the station, all right! And the kids are going, what? It was so funny. The kids must have thought we were nuts. We had a great time.
My name is David Jones. My name is David Jones. My name is David Jones. Will the real David Jones please stand up? I am standing up. Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina, Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alameda. China Clipper calling Alameda. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alameda. China Clipper calling Alameda. Never mind the 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 calling Alameda. Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina, Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina, Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina, Mr. Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina, 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 Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob
behavior You're gonna make me flip and then the army couldn't save you Why don't you behave you little rug rat Take a little tip from the tabloid Because I know I'm not paranoid When I say I saw you trying to mock me Now you and your crew are on a mission trying to hawk me But it isn't happening you fraudulent foes You used to front big time now I suppose That everything's cool since the style of apparel you adopted You used to make fun of but now you wanna rock it So you gotta kick it with the homies But DEL is already hip to your cronies Don't impress me, Dabalina The style of dress is not the key, Dabalina It's all in the mind and the heart So you should start by remembering You gotta pay a fee, Dabalina you by Kellogg's.
gotta tell you, this is one of the hardest modcasts I've ever done. Not exactly sure why. I love the monkeys. Uh, one of the iterations of my first P200E back in the early to mid-80s, I had a tall English backrest, and I had a big monkeys sticker on the back of that thing. One of my favorite bands, and why not? At the end of 1966, the year the band broke, Weekly Variety reported that the monkeys were selling faster than the Beatles did at their launch. Their second album was even bigger than their first. It was the longest of theirs to stay at number one on the Billboard chart, 18 weeks at number one. And it contains the Monkees' biggest hit single, I'm a Believer, of course written by Neil Diamond, which was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for seven weeks. While the Monkees went on to sell over 175 million albums worldwide, not too shabby. They even sold 7 million little die-cast uh, versions of the Monkey Mobile, a little Hot Wheels type thing, though it wasn't actually a Hot Wheels, but uh, like that. 7 million of those floating around out there. They were all over TV, not surprisingly, because they were popular. They were on big shows like Laugh-In, Ed Sullivan, Tonight Show, and more. They, they palled around all the right circles. Uh, even after the band broke up during the 70s, John Lennon... Ringo Starr, Mickey Dolenz, Davy Jones, Harry Nilsson, and Keith Moon of The Who often hung out together and were known in the press at the time as the Hollywood Vampires. And short, I guess you would say, monkeys were pop culture in the late 60s and early 70s. Maybe they weren't the first bubblegum band, but very close to it, and they really defined that sort of an idea of innocent but poppy music. And led to a lot of future power pop uh, sprang from that well, I think. So, no surprise then that later artists would borrow, mimic, uh, sample, I guess, whatever. They'd stole all the monkeys' material and turn it into their own sorts of things. Uh, monkeys inspire people. Not always in the genre you would expect. Rap music? Get out of here, right? <laughs> but no, that last track was Ice Cube's Slightly less famous cousin, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, who borrowed Mr. Bob Dabalina for his debut album in 1991. Mr. Dabalina, for the record, according to Mickey Dolenz, was a department store manager in San Antonio, Texas, he and his wife ran into. Or, alternatively, you can believe the story from Davey, who said he and Mike Nesmith heard the name over a PA in the airport. No matter, what a cool sound, right? It is just the way those uh, consonants and vowels fall out of your mouth. Bob Dabalina. I'm going to kind of go with Mickey on this one since he is credited with writing the song that appeared in Zilch, which is only about a minute long, uh, started it all. And yet, even before that first song of Mr. Funko Homo Sapiens, his cousin, the OG gangsta man himself, Ice Cube, had written a song for Dell already, that referenced Mr. Dabalina. Bob Dabalina. That song was Dr. Bombay. So there's a couple of guys right there who listened to the Monkees way back when, clearly. Just before that was another rap attack on the Monkees. Mike Nesmith wrote Mary Mary, which, because of fighting with the record label again, didn't Monkees didn't record it first. Paul Butterfield Blues Band recorded the first version in 1966. Monkeys didn't have a version until 67. 
and even then, it was still in the era where Wrecking Crew and other session players were doing the instrument work. Nesmith produced it, but he didn't play on the recording. Then along comes uh, Run DMC 20 years later or so, who turn it on its head, and the rest, as they say, is history. And before that, well, before that was kind of a dumpster fire of a song, at least the Monkees version, or should I say, the new Monkees version. It's not that the song was all that bad. It was not all that good either. In the mid-80s, with the success of the Monkees revival on MTV, uh, some knob somewhere had the idea to catch lightning in a bottle. Why not do it all again, right? I mean, all again. There was a casting call, eventually a TV show, an album, a tour, short-lived, thank God, and all that. Uh, it was all a complete and utter disaster. <laughs> Famously, even some of the participants hated what was produced. Uh, during the casting call, an early 80s power pop band, the Elvis Brothers, who are a really good band, actually, with some great power pop tunes. Uh, and as the story goes, they were either considered or maybe even invited to be the core of the New Monkees. Fortunately for them, they dodged that bullshit. Uh, yet one of their tunes ended up on the lone New Monkeys album, and no surprise, it's the only one worth listening to. That was Burning Desire, an Elvis Brothers written original tune covered on the New Monkeys album from 1986, which sadly I cannot recommend you run out by. Don't say I didn't warn you if you do. Okay, those were a few of the weird different inspirations. For that, some more of the traditional ones, sort of. These are interesting covers of the Monkees tunes up there. Uh, you heard David Sanborn, saxophonist, and Cassandra Wilson, jazz pop diva from some sort of a late-night TV show they were on together. It was unidentified. But they were doing the classic anti-war song, Last Train to Clarksville. And Wilson, in her own way, made the song one of her own, really, and uh, gave it a sort of an edgy jazz version over the years that she has kept. And ahead of that, the four tops giving Daydream Believer the Motown treatment, proving it was a soul song after all. And ahead of that, Garage Rockers, the Grip Weeds, with an interesting cover of the psych rock theme to the Monkees' 1968 film Head, also known as The Porpoise Song. Nice version, that. It's uh, off of the Grip Weeds All Covers album Dig from back 2021. And then way up top there, getting it all going, the legendary songstress herself, Carol King, with her take on her own song, uh, written with uh, Jerry Goffin, King and Goffin, of course. Great, great songwriters, right? Wrote this for the Monkees. It was a huge hit for them in 1967. Pleasant Valley Sunday. One of my favorite Monkees songs. A few of my others include Star Collector, for which it is rumored that was the first use of a Moog synthesizer on a rock release. Also good, Valerie. I love Valerie. That was a great song. Saturday's Child. Listen to the band. So many more. Too many to mention, really. But Carol King doing her own song. That's uh, just pretty cool since she never recorded it for release. Well, geez. I've gone on too long again, haven't I? I don't think so, really, but I could do this for hours just listening to the Monkees tunes and talking about them and dishing all sorts of dirt on the band. Kids just don't understand. 
Oh wait, the one song we haven't covered? Everybody else has covered it. I'm Not Your Stepping Stone. By far my absolute hands down favorite monkey song. Of course, I can say that about a lot of the monkey song when I'm listening to them. By voice and heart, of course, it's just, it's iconic. Uh, so of course it's been covered more than any other monkey song, at least according to some. And, and it's been recorded in every style you can imagine. Just listen to this. Stepping Stone. What a great fucking song. The sign of a good song is that it can be sung in any style. Seriously, the only thing I've never come across with this one is a klezmer version. And I actually looked. <laughs> when a song can sound good as a synth tune or a hardcore punk song or folksy or disco-y or new wave um, then you've got a good song. That's how you know you've got a great song. If you want to check out all those versions, hit up the Modcast homepage at mrsuave.com for the bonus third set. It is all Stepping Stone covers. Trust me, it's a fun mix. Totally worth checking out. mrsuave.com But there is one version I've always loved. 
that was never done in a studio. There was one mod band in Southern California in the early 80s who were known to just bring down the house with their version of Stepping Stone. They closed many a show with that song, and a live version eventually did make it onto some of their recordings. Here then is The Untouchables, fronted by the legendary city gent himself, the late Clyde Grimes. I'm not your stepping stone. Right here on Mr. Swab's Mod Mod World.
Let's get this going. 